You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6-5, U.S. only. Introducing my new $4.99 Spicy Chicken Strips Combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries. Brothers and sisters, get around. It's time for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. <laughs> Hey, this is Sanctuary of Sweet Truth, and Sugar Shane actually played the right intro tonight. I didn't start off with the wrong intro Tuesday night. I don't know if you got to hear the intro, Billy, but I didn't start off with this intro for the Tuesday show. Oh, so I had, okay. I stopped right in the middle of it, changed it, and I came on the air and went, goofed up, something like that. <laughs> We're slowly getting it down so that there's only one screw-up like per episode, so <laughs> hey, it's well, got to get it out of the way early that yeah. time. you got to work your way up to it, man. I feel it. But uh, how y'all been? If, uh, if you, for those of you that are just the regular listeners of the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth, you got me, Sugar Shane, got Billy D's with me. Yeah, what's up? And Jack Casey, if you listen to the Tuesday show, he's with us too. Hey guys, how's it going? Real good. Man, I'm doing great. Can't complain. Uh, my son's, uh, my oldest son's uh, first day of school in kindergarten was today. Yeah, I noticed that. You said it was a, a rough start. Is that what you said on uh, yeah, Facebook? He just, yeah, he just had a hard go of uh, getting himself. Once he got there, he wanted to cling to his mama. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, he I've really noticed crazy. he's gotten a lot shyer the past like, year or so. Because I remember uh, when I first met him, he was probably about three years old or so. And he he like ran up and was like, hey, you know, kind of like what Sawyer does now. That worries and, um, Yeah, and then uh, like Quinn came over and he was like, kind of shy and afraid of her which was kind of odd because you know usually he's pretty personable maybe it's just a mood thing or something i don't know yeah i don't know uh, he did that with his teacher too he did that with his teacher too <laughs> didn't mean to play that he did yeah, that you got you to keep that down there's a delay there yeah <laughs> yeah well i didn't mean to do that i was uh trying to share it to the twitter page and accidentally it came up hitting play oh okay uh, i was about uh, to say is my mic echoing <laughs> no no you're good all right. That's another Sugar Shane uh, um, fuck up. Ruth hey, Franklin man, you gotta died. Get one per show, all right. Ruth Franklin died. Yeah, at age of seventy six. I actually thought she was older than that. Yeah, so did I. I thought she was yeah. in her eighties. Yeah, yeah. But uh, great set of pipes, as Jack said tonight over here at the house. Great set of pipes, and. uh you know, I see the death of her. I don't only see the death of her, but I see gone an era that I really loved. I mean, I didn't live through it. I wished I had. But the the era of like R&B when you had Smokey Robinson, Aretha Franklin, people like that, they were actually good, you know. Oh, yeah. The, no, modern the soul ten, is the nothing like was back then. No, I can't stand it. I like Motown. I mean, even when I went to New York for the first time, we went through Harlem, I was thinking what would it would have been like to have been there in the 50s, late 50s, early 60s, to have been up and down those streets and the shows they had. Would have been phenomenal. But uh, it's, we'll never get back to that again. These kids today, they couldn't even tell you how to, they can't even tell you how to spell Nat King Cole, much less know anything about listening to it. <laughs> right, right. Also, modern music with all the over reliance on uh, on like auto tune and just using electronic cover up. It's like, yeah, my voice is crappy, so we're gonna fix it, and then suddenly I make millions of dollars. Whereas back in the day, you didn't have that kind of thing, so it's right. the raw talent coming out. True. Oh, well, certainly, and I can tell you from a um, kind of like a 
I'm not a music producer, but I know a lot of guys are involved in it. And one of the things they always say is, is a sure way to date your recording is to rely on the technology of the time. Right. You know, a guitar is always going to sound like a guitar. A piano is always going to sound like a piano. A, a sax is always going to sound like a sax. All right. But, you know, well, you can hear an 80s song and instantly identify those synths. Okay. And that's when you start relying on the technology of the time, that's a good way to date your work. Yeah. And that's not something I would advise doing. And, and it's, it's just like uh, like you guys were saying, the the electronics and everything that they rely on today, the auto-tune and the uh, other things. I mean, that that's, you know, that's going to sound like, you know, 20 years from now, that's going to sound like that's what they did back there in 2018. <laughs> you know? Right, right. So, uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's not a good idea. See, I don't have a problem with auto-tune as long as it's used as kind of an effect and not, yes. like, used for the entire song and overdone. Right. Oh, right. yeah, absolutely, sure. Like, you right. got the one guy, T-Pain, who used it, like, all the time, but he was one of the first ones to do that, so that kind of became his signature, and then everybody else ripped off of it. Yeah. yeah, you know the first one to ever use auto-tune, period, where he was, don't you? I'm going to say share. You're right. Yeah, and I was, was going to yeah. say the same thing. And it was that song, Do You Believe in Love After Love, right. After Love, After Love. You know that song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was that That's the one she did it on. That was a big hit for her. Oh, man, big, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it? I, I, I was still working as a disc jockey at the time. Yeah. Man, hell, I dig that song back then, man. Hell, didn't bother me. You know, that's the only song I can name of hers. Do You Believe in Love? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really? I don't know any of her other songs. That's the only one I know. I like it. I got you, babe, but her with her and. Oh Sunday. yeah, th- yeah. That that's a classic. Yeah, yeah, I mean that song was just yeah, that's timeless. I always like it. A- oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, a cowboy's work is never done. That's a good one too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, me and Billy, we can relate to that. You young t- young kids, man. I tell you, you only what ten years younger than me. I think almost ten years exactly. Actually, yeah, that's what I thought. Yes, I turned 33 in a week. Yeah, my wife's just a tad bit older than you. She's 34. Yeah. So, she just turned 34, actually, July 30th. So. It's funny that you're dating someone 10 years younger than you, and I'm dating someone who's 10 years younger than me. <laughs> well, Can't go any lower than that, though. That's weird. Yeah, that'd be a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you got to lower that. Yeah, that'd be what they call child, you know, molestation or something. A little much. I could sign up for the what, priesthood. That's what I would call it anyway when you get down to the legal term. Yeah. But, uh... Well, I've, I've always been... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just, just going to say, I've always been a, a student of the history of, of the recording industry, so, you know, a lot of those things were before my time, but I know I know about them. Right. And, uh, you know, there, there's some names that you wouldn't even really associate with the recording industry that um, Jackie Gleason is, is one of them. Oh yeah, uh, there's been a number of them. And, oh yeah, uh, that dude that was on uh, Walter Conrad, he was the original uh, Matt uh, Matt. What's his name? Matt Dillon for Gunsmoke, the radio show. Oh okay, cool. Yeah, William Conrad. He was the very first one to do. It wasn't uh, what's his name? The guy that played him in the TV show. There was a show. You know, there, the, was a, there was a radio show before that. The radio serial is something that I'd really like to see come back. Man, me and you both. Because I used to listen to Gunsmoke and like Amos and Andy and all that with my grandfather when I was a kid. Oh really? Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. He um, uh, there's a uh, Lone Ranger was another one that we oh, would yeah. listen to. I listened to uh, this was when I was younger before they moved to Florida and we saw him more often. But um, and my dad and him used to like trade tapes of like actual cassette tapes of um, you know, each one of these shows every time they'd see each other. Um, you see, I like those shows. And I think the reason why I like those shows, I don't know if I, maybe I'm, I'm in touch with my feminine side or what the case may be, but when I like those shows, it's because I like to be stimulated more mentally than I do visually. I'd well, really, yeah, it's like I'd reading a book. Be, you got to yeah, use more of your imagination. Yeah, and that's like I was trying to get into Me and Eagle Scout were working one night here a while back, and we were getting into it, and he said he liked a lot of description when he reads his books, you know, like every little thing detailed. I said, I don't mind detail. But I don't like when you get down to useless details. Like if you're walking up a hill and you say there's a yellow leaf floating, uh, sitting on the bank. And that's all you say and you keep on going. You ha- and it has no significance to the story. I don't need you to go into how the, 
leaf looks, which way it's pointed, the way the edges are sharp or dull. I don't need all that shit because it's, it's pointless to the point of the story. Well, that's one reason I could never get into reading Tolkien or Stephen King. It's just Man, he puts so much so... unnecessary detail. Like yeah. if you were to cut Tolkien's and King's books in half, yeah. I would read more of them. That's the thing about it. I will agree with that. Tolkien even more so. But King, yeah, he does get pretty descriptive too. But I like King because of where his stories lead. It's, it's like, for me, they hook me. Like when I read The Gunslinger, the first book, I was hooked the first paragraph, dude. I shit you not. First paragraph. I was hooked. Really? Yeah. Mm. It, the story had that much significance for me. I'm not saying that's going to have the same significance for everyone. Right, right. And another series that did that was uh, Dragonlance, a fantasy novel series. That I've read it five times through, one of the series. And uh, it's just a fantastic series. But I like reading Tolkien, but he is a hard read. I will agree with, agree with you. It's just so much like, God almighty, dude, get to the point. Well, like one example is I started reading uh, the first book in the Lord of the Rings series, and um, it was like within about 50 pages, I kind of noped out, but um, there was a point where he was talking, he spent like three pages talking about the food they were eating, oh, yeah. and I'm just like, man, I just, I, I can't give a shit about this, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you got, you didn't even get past the part about the Hobbits. Yeah. That's, that's what I've that read happens. The Hobbit. That's what I that did happens. like The Hobbit. Yeah, like, I the like, Hobbit is an awesome book, um, but again, he kept it shorter. He didn't have yeah. all that description and everything. Well, originally, the Rings books were supposed to be standalone books, but it still would have been a series, so you would have had to read all three of them. But uh, if, you ever, uh, if, you okay. ever read, if you ever read The Similarian, God almighty damn, that's a harder read than anything, man. It's you know, my dad was a huge Rings. Tolkien fan. And he couldn't finish the Similarian either. Man, it was it's piss poor, man. I don't even know what the hell he's even talking about. He's done went to La La Land on that one. I think he's living well, in Middle Earth. That was the last time. book that was left incomplete <laughs> when he died. And his son uh, took over and I think finished it. Yeah. Well, his son is the one that sued Dragonlance. Because the character they got in the Dragonlance series is a kinder. He's a halfling. Originally, they just called him Hobbits. Well, Christopher Tolkien stood up and sued him, said that was his father's original character name, and which I guess when you get right down to the root of it, it is. So they had to, so they had to come up with a kinder instead of using the name Hobbit. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm full of a lot of, uh, a lot of useless knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> so am I. <laughs> Speaking of Lord of the Rings, I do want to mention that we had a uh, listen... At least at one time, it had to be more than one, because it was a few percent of listens from New Zealand. Which yeah, I, I noticed think, that. Which what I yeah, think what is, is that about? I don't know, but I think it's awesome. I forget what they're oh, called. Course, Kiwis. Yeah. The Kiwis. That's what they, they're called in New Zealand, Kiwis. So I want to thank any Kiwis that may be listening out there. I thought that was kind of awesome. Uh, oh, yeah, that's I, awesome, man. That's on my bucket list to visit there, because, you know, although I know that when I go there, I'm not going to be, like, sitting in the middle of the Lord of the Rings setting, because a lot of that stuff has been taken down. Although I realized, I heard that when they did The Hobbit, they actually did it out of metal, and that Bag End is still there for people to tour. Now. Originally, I they think had to my take sister actually saw that when she uh, when she and my brother in law went there. Yeah, that would be months. awesome. That would be awesome. But other than that, I really just want to see the landscape. I mean, have you seen where that shit was shot, dude? Oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I mean, that would be like top of the mountain. So, hopefully, if you're out there listening, Kiwis, and you really love the show, I'll be glad to take any donations to buy the tickets to get to your lovely land and partake of it. <laughs> And see its nature because it is awesome. You live in some beautiful country. If you ever wanted to come here, I'd have to slap you. I don't understand why you'd want to move here. <laughs> Looking at that landscape, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. Not to say we don't have some beautiful places here, but it's like, damn, everything here, man. I mean, it's like the whole country. It don't matter. You walk over one hill, see beauty right into another hill, and then there's more of it. It's like, right. it's like phenomenal. You're truly blessed to be living there. Well, I do want to get into what the main topic of the story is here. Uh, you heard about this Pennsylvania report, right? The Catholic priest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been listening to it on NPR and reading about it pretty much all day. Three predator priests have molested little more, more than 1,000 children. Uh, and this is only the victims that have come forward. 
we don't know how many they've had that we don't know about. Yeah. Uh, most boys, and some were girls, and teens, and some there was teens also. This is so bad that this one priest, God Almighty, I can't even hardly say it without wanting to rip his damn throat out. One priest assaulted a girl after she had had her tonsils taken out at the hospital, was at the hospital, supposed to be in there praying for her, and he's molesting her. Wow. What kind of low-life motherfucker does that, man? I'm sorry. Man. You can believe in a god, you can believe in a devil, but if there's a devil, that's where that little son of a bitch is going. There ain't no way to hell he's going to heaven. There was a guy on um the, one of the NPR shows I was listening to while I was driving around today who uh he was one of the victims, and he was talking to the host, and he said that when he got molested he went to the the bishop or whatever the higher than the priest is thing i'm not a catholic so i don't know yeah and uh he told the the bishop that he'd been molested 15 times and the bishops told him that he got off easy only getting molested <laughs> 15 times that was nice of him he wanted to show him a good side i guess i mean yeah. once is enough but yeah 15 exactly. was a low ball like are you fucking kidding me like wow dude it was kind of i kind of wanted to throw up just driving around listening to this man yeah that's pathetic uh i'm pissed off about the whole deal and what gets me man is there's people that still buy into this shit dude and i'm like don't get me wrong and I know you. A lot of people defend what they do as far as for hospitals and stuff, and you know. And I understand they do a lot, okay. And I give them credit for that. But still, and yet, how many priests are you people going to take in? This molesting kids. Listen to this shit, man. Let's see if I can find it on here. A priest was they quit his job due to allegations that were coming towards him, but asked for and received a letter of recommendation due to his work at Disneyland. Yeah, I bet he did a lot of goddamn good work at Disneyland. That's like putting me in the middle of a fucking cookie store. Uh. I mean, just being honest, <laughs> think about it. Right, 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 I get you. I mean, that's... How the... <clears throat> How the hell do you give a man a recommendation after you found out he's been molesting kids? You should be prosecuting. You should be setting an example. You first yeah. of all should be doing some kind of better screening process because evidently y'all suck at just taking in every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Well, one argument that could be made is that they would attract fewer weirdos and uh, people who do have these tendencies like, you know, repressed homosexuality and pedophilia if they would let priests marry. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, a lot of people make a, a direct connection there. I don't really feel that it's necessarily a direct connection. But yeah, what but it is, but what, but what it is, is anytime you have an organization, whether it's, you know, the Boy Scouts or you have a lot of these coaches, anytime you have an organization that's exclusively men, okay, and it excludes women. Okay, that is a place for those type of people to go in the first place. Right, right. So it, it, it isn't, you know, being a priest that makes you that way or, or being celibate that makes you that way. But the fact that you have an organization that, that excludes women, it, it makes it attractive to, to people who have that tendency anyway. Right. I'll say and, this. I agree with you as far as um, I don't think that uh, not being married makes a man want to do that. Because I'm no. going to be honest with you. I could be single today for the rest of my fucking life. And I would still not molest a 12-year-old boy or some shit like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, I'm just that's I whole. feel like it would be a better process of weeding out some of these incels who do this kind of thing um, just by letting them marry alone. Um, I mean, yeah, of course there are family men out there and you know straight men who are, or, who are like married and have kids who are still sexual predators. Right? Sure. But I feel like also just having all men around, like what Billy says, kind of invites disaster a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what are they going to do to crack down on this shit? And what's the Vatican said about this? Because I haven't heard what the Vatican said. Vatican yeah, they, uh, released an apology today. Yeah. They did release an apology? Oh, okay. That's yeah. good. That's good. 
All's better now. We've been blessed from the Vatican. Shit. Thoughts and prayers, dude. Let us molest your kids so we can bless you. No, I'm sorry, man. I don't mean to be mean, but I just don't buy that whole spiel. And I just, and you're gonna let, and you're just gonna continue, man. They'd be that priest wouldn't be living, man. Well, uh, it, an internal investigation, uh, like procedure book, was found, like during this investigation, where they uh, pretty much said to hire only the most incompetent people to uh, to interview these kids who you know actually came forward about it and uh just various other stuff like that but that really was hmm. yeah wow. um they're saying that they wanted to get like the they wanted to make sure that the people who like the investigators who were the greatest at their jobs were the ones that were actually investigating and interviewing these kids and doing all that like they didn't want experienced investigators around uh, be damn. yeah so who busted them was it the fbi you know, you know, that's a good I'm, question. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm going to look it up real quick. Yeah, look it up. When you find an answer, just shout it out to us. I'd like, I can't remember. I don't think it was as high as the CIA. I don't see why that would be them. Well, CIA and FBI are kind of on equal grounds. They're both federal, um, you yeah, know, I, organizations. I don't. I see the CIA more for, like, spying, not, you know, criminal shit. Let's see if I can find this. You guys go ahead. I'm going to see if I can figure this. But that's pretty much what I was just wondering what y'all's opinions were on it. I just, uh, I've about had it with that shit, man. And just, and then most of the time, they just get a slap on the wrist and a Catholic church will send it from one parish to the next. Yeah. Where they can go molest another set of kids. Yeah, that's the really bad part about it was the, uh, you know, the cover-ups over the years. And it's one thing to, um, you know, have criminal activity, which... You can only blame so many people in the, in the chain for somebody who wants to do something bad. You right. know, there's 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 you know married you know people that that do bad things. There's you know straight gay whatever. I mean, I don't know that there's eight criteria for oh, it. Oh no, man. But uh, no. but uh, what I was getting at though, once somebody crosses that line, when you cover up for them, that's that's the you know that's what brought down uh, you know in Penn, Penn State there. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the, uh, wasn't um, that a shock? Know, yeah. God, that was a shock. All right. I don't really want to read any more of this cause it's kind of making me angry, but, um, it was uh. a grand jury that was indicting, uh, or it was a grand jury investigation from the state of Pennsylvania. So it was oh, an attorney okay. general deal. Oh, okay. Got okay. you. Got you. Okay. All right. What did you explain? Pennsylvania report. So, yeah. But, uh, just to yeah, this isn't a there. nationwide thing. This is just Pennsylvania. Okay. Have you heard about the Russian satellite? No, I haven't. This is this sounds good. What's this about? There is a Russian satellite that now has military analysts in the United States worried because apparently, I think I think they said June of last year. They shot a satellite up into space, which everybody knew about. Well, that satellite, about six months later, birthed, they called it, another satellite. What happens, it opened up and a satellite came out from inside of it. Oh, really? A few months. <laughs> now, listen to this shit now. A few, okay. mu- a few months later, another one was birthed from that one. So you wow. had a, you had one that was a little bit smaller that came out of that, and today that satellite was giving off abnormal signals. Yeah. So they launched a Russian nesting doll into space. Yeah. Many people, uh, yeah, many people think that that's the reason why this whole uh, space force was started in the first place. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. Um, no matter what you feel about President Trump, uh, I feel that he's he's catching a lot of ridicule with the quote unquote maybe the term space force. But the fact of the matter is, is the the space program was was born out of fear and military use from the very beginning with the Russians way back in the late 1950s. Oh, yeah. This was, was this was all about this. Yeah, this was security from the very beginning. And I like the space program. I'm behind it 100 percent. I feel that we should do more. I believe, you know, the the the, technolo- the technological advancements that have come out of the space program are just too lengthy to count. 
And the microprocessing is only the beginning of it. But, you know, GPS, and I could go on and on and on. Medical technology wouldn't be where it is today without Medical it. technology, fire retardant systems, uh, a weather prediction, uh, uh, airplane design. I could go on and on and on. But anyway, what I'm getting at is, you know, if, if, if an advanced country wants to, uh, you know, attack the United States or, or if a, a very sophisticated terrorist group wants to do so, one of the first things they're going to do is take out our satellites. They're yeah. either going to jam them up electronically or, you know, a, some countries have the, have the ability to shoot them down. So th- this idea that the Space Force is, 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 is worth ridiculing is, you know, you can criticize it for other ways. You know, I've heard people in the military say that the Air Force takes care of a lot of that. We don't need a separate division. That's fine. Those are all worthwhile arguments. But to just flat out ridicule the, the idea, a lot of people really don't understand that the day may come when lasers could come down from the sky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take, uh, oh, yeah. That's you know that's that's not science fiction that that technology is here now right well my to thing take about out power it, grips or, or anything else my thing about it is that why not just take all this money that we're going to dump into the space force and just give it to nasa and the air force yeah well yeah that's a worthwhile argument a lot of people do say that i mean why do we need another redundant department to cover this when we have the money available that we can just re, uh, reallocate that's yeah. why i think it's stupid it's like you're just creating something that shouldn't really exist that's already covered Man, I thought you were to sign up for the damn Space Force. Who, me? Yeah. Dude, I get seasick on rowboats. You, you think <laughs> I can handle space? Do you get car sick? I do not, no. The only time I ever get car sick is if um, I'm reading too much while I'm, while I'm being driven around. But I mean, the last time I threw up in a car from car sickness was when I was a kid, so I might be over that by now. Well, this hmm. next story I got, I wouldn't uh, consider. I know, I know, uh, Jack Casey ain't gonna give two shits, and Billy Dees, you might not have a little, you might have a little bit of interest too. But I'm gonna share it real quick, just because that's where I'm from. All right, cool. According to an ESPN analyst, Georgia Bulldogs is they they expect to be the next college dynasty in, in the uh, college football for about the next five years, based on. The recruiting they've been doing pretty soon, pretty right. recently, and I wouldn't be surprised. They've done some pretty damn good recruit. I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Cleveland Browns, they did good by getting that running back. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, that yeah. was good. That was good. That was good. So we'll they'll see. win one game this year? They play tomorrow night. We'll see. But this is preseason anyway. We got four weeks of that. And last year they won all four preseason games, and then they went yeah, on to lose. Anything, yeah. yeah, then they went on to lose sixteen regular season games. <laughs> well, you're not going to put all your best starters in the preseason games to get injured before the season even starts. Oh hell no! There's right. times I've seen teams put the starting quarterback out there, play, and they'll play maybe one run of plays and then take him out. Yeah. That's why I never have cared about really going and having preseason tickets to a game. Because, yeah, I mean, it's just like watching a high school football game at that point. Yeah, you're really at a stage where almost half of the players that are on the field in a preseason game are probably not going to be in the NFL by the time the season really starts. Right. And and a lot of uh, sports enthusiasts really like that aspect of preseason because they know those guys are playing for positions. So they, they kind of like to, to watch and predict who's going to get kept and who's going to get cut and all this. And the Browns might play their quarterbacks a little bit more only because they really have two um, you know unproven quarterbacks. Well, on the one, it is a veteran, but as far as being with the team, they're both new. It's not like you have Tom Brady. You're not going to you know play him through a... <laughs> a preseason game and have him get hurt so um um yeah so i mean it's interesting from that aspect but that's why they really don't mean anything because yes they're playing to win but they're playing to win in a way that makes other players that they're not sure about uh really work hard right right oh so that's the point of having preseason games i always wondered about that yeah 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 I, I really don't. They've, know actually, they've actually talked about it in the past. I don't know that they'll ever do it. They've talked about getting rid of it, being called preseason games altogether, and just going to a twenty-game season. They've talked about that in the past. Whether that ever happens or not, I don't know. But yeah, I doubt it. But they've talked that. about it. 
Tell you what, they're doing things with football I never thought they would have done, though. This new kickoff shit, I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. That's some damn lame-ass kicks, man. You know what kick-ass I mean? Kick-ass thing? Yeah. What? What's it's, this? It's where you have to kick it with uh, to a certain spot on the field. And and, and I forget, the 25-yard line now, I think, is the, if you're below that, uh, you have to get, if you're below that, I forget what the rule is there, but... The whole new kickoff system sucks, though. You don't get the, the guy. It's very hard to get a kickoff return touchdown now. And when you do it like that, I think you have to change how even the records in the, in the record books look. Because you're going to have totally different numbers now. The number That's of, dumb. The number of kickoff return touchdowns now is going to be far fewer than it used to be. Yeah. It's like one of the most exciting things to see in football, too. Oh, yeah. Are, I love it. Are, they awesome. again, are we just going to start calling them the No Fun League? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Say for long, it's going to be damn flag football, National yeah. Flag League. Well, that's the problem that the NFL is having. And being from Canton, I hear this kind of talk all the time because you know there's NFL, um, you know, um, offices and all that down here. And uh, the, the 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 scuttlebutt is is they're really worried. Um, for one, they got themselves in a political quandary with this whole thing about kneeling for the national anthem, and why they even said anything to begin with, I don't know. Um, you know, that's that's the problem. There is whether you believe it doesn't really matter in terms of marketing whether you feel they should or should not stand. The problem is is that since that's been going on, the the, the TV viewership has been dropping. So with that being said, they they don't want to erode their fan base. This is more of an economic situation for them than it is a political one. Okay, right. so they, they they got that they got that um, you know hot potato going on, and then uh, I think what's even worse is the concussion protocols now because there's so much talk about concussions now than ever before. Right. So that's one of the reasons why they're trying to make kickoffs safer because that's actually a very dangerous time of the game because everybody's running at full speed when they hit. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the situation then becomes, like you were saying, how do you keep football football where everybody's you know gets hit and tackled and all those other good things and at the same time avoid all these potential long-term injuries and potential lawsuits that come with them? Yeah, now you got to watch how you even hit the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, if you, you can put it, them all in protective hamster balls. Yeah, if you hit if <laughs> yeah. you hit the quarterback too uh, too too late, just by a little bit, it's like a ten yard penalty. If it, and, and you know it's like damn, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, well, my thing about it is that, like, you're going into a sport in which it's been known for decades that you're going to get these injuries if you're playing the sport. So, I mean, it's one of those at-your-own-risk things. I know we're trying to nerf everything in the universe around this country these days, but, yeah, you know, I just, eh. I guess I don't care enough about sports to have a real big opinion on it. Well, that's why I yeah. said I knew you wouldn't going to bet me. I know. To me, it seems like it should be common sense. If you're going into something and they tell you, "Hey, before you go out there, put this fucking helmet on," I think I would think in my mind, logic would kick in and say, "You know, anything <laughs> that I gotta wear a fucking helmet to might not be a good idea." You know, yeah. just just thinking. Well, but you that, don't have many welders going to the field logic. expecting not to get burned. I mean, yeah. you don't have plumbers going to the field not expecting to ever have to reach down a toilet. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? You want me to do what? I'm a plumber. You want me to stick my hair in that fucking toilet? Are you crazy? Right. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you make the intern do, but, you know. Well, here again, um, going back through the history of the game, I'm, I'm with you guys totally on the fact that, you know, it's it's a dangerous sport, and you're, and you're well compensated. There's people working in factories that are going to get those types of injuries that don't get paid squat. So I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Right. The, the the problem has been, though, is that um, concussion injuries and the effects of them were well known by studies for a long time while they were telling the players it was no big deal. Oh, yeah, no contest. I remember when that controversy came out. Um, they had been kind of – it was kind of like with the tobacco companies. Yeah, saying, exactly, like, right. Cigarettes are good for you up until the 70s when it was found that they'd known since, like, what, the 20s and 30s that it was bad for you? Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. 
But to and, me, uh, to me, it just don't. That didn't make sense either. I mean, granted, yes, it made you sick, and you. But you, for you to sue somebody because you got sick, I mean, <laughs> there again, logic should kick in. Oh, you, I, I'm I'm totally with you on that. You're putting in smoke. You're breathing it out. What the yep. hell do you think that's doing to your insides? Exactly. I, I mean, shit. I tell you, that if you're in a burning house, you know, if you don't want to get smoke inhalation, here you are smoking. Yeah, that don't make sense. Yeah, I, I've said from the very beginning, you know, uh, burning in uh, microscopic red hot embers yeah. into your lungs is probably not a good thing to do. Um, but the 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 argument is is that the addictive properties, what made you want to do that, was also part of the secret. Oh, oh well, yeah, all those extra compounds they throw into it. I yeah, mean, it's the same with why oxycotton was found to be more addictive. Was there was some kind of um, thing they put in it that uh, made the dopamine receptors in your brain like more open and susceptible to accepting it rather right. than like raw heroin or opium. When they tried to say it was not addictive, but yeah. Yeah, we're getting kind of off topic. But um, oh no, we're you good. We we're always <laughs> off topic, dude. Yes, we are. I just I haven't been on this show in like a year and a half. So <laughs> yeah, oh, I was excited to hear that you were going to be back on. That was cool. Yeah, yeah I, I was around tonight. You know, Quinn wasn't around, so I figured you know if you guys wanted me on, I'd come hop on and hang out for a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um. Anyway, I I don't know. It's it's kind of my same reason that I say just legalize all drugs, put them in dispensaries, put money into rehab, and just kind of let Darwin sort them out, too, you know? Because yeah. I mean, everyone out there knows that meth and heroin and all that crap is horrible for you, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. And the, the whole kneeling thing in the NFL, too, I think that's overblown and stupid, too. I think it's mostly just political propaganda. Oh, well, it, it's yeah. overblown. It, it, it's becoming a, a... I think it's a, almost a, overblown on both sides. Oh, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I see it as kind of like the... Over the other. I see it as kind of like the uh, the new alt-right versus Antifa thing. It's like, man, I just hate both sides. I wish they'd just throw them into a stadium and let them duke it out and oh, yeah. maybe, I don't yeah. know, nuke the whole place. I mean, both sides make, out the window. Yeah. Both sides are making their respective side look like assholes. Minus the <laughs> minus the nukes, I'd buy tickets to that brutal fight. <laughs> Put it on pay per view, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'd watch it. That's true. Yeah, man. But uh, we got to well, talk yeah. about. It. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I, I especially with social media, you know, you get into the camp that agrees with you. Okay. And what happens is, is you, you have these stories. Uh, for example, you know, you'll have a liberal take the uh, uh, Make America Great Again cap off of a little kid and pour cocoa all over his head. And the people on the right say that's, that's how liberals act. Wait okay. a second. Does someone actually do that? Yeah. What a dick. Dude, yeah. you don't fuck with kids. Yeah. And, and, kids don't uh, know no better. And then you have the have one of these stories where you know some some you know right wing conservative is berating somebody because they're wearing a shirt that has a Puerto Rican flag on it or something like that, and then and the other side says, well, let, that's how conservatives act, and and these and, and most conservatives do not act that way. Most liberals do not act that way. But you, you get everybody in these camps, and then they find these examples in the news, and they hold those examples up as what is common for that group's behavior. And all that does is feed the anxiety. It feeds the division. It feeds the hatred. A lot of it, too, is these uh, algorithms they have now that kind of track what you watch and then reinforce you further and further into your own bubble. Like, I see it on my own Facebook feed, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you not only follow the news that you like, you know, like if you're a liberal, you're going to be watching MSNBC and all this. If you're a conservative, it's going to be Fox News. But that's just the beginning. You know, your circles of friends are all the same way. The the organizations that you get involved with are all the same way. And it's it, and everybody has this false reality. It's partially true, 
but it's it's only the the facts that you want. Th- th- that's why I, I actually did a commentary a while back about the term alternative facts. There is such a thing as alternative facts. Yeah, and it it often gets you know construed as well. It's 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 conjured up. You can't have alternative facts, but you can. Well, There's I've always a, thought of inter- or, uh, alternative facts as being lies by omission. Exactly. I mean, there's an old saying that, you know, figures don't lie, but liars figure. Mm-hmm. And you can you can pick the facts that support your position. And that's what everybody does now. Okay, they they pick the facts that supports their 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 position and they ignore the rest. And that has become the norm now. That's what everybody does. And it's not just and, in politics, it's in everyday life. Yeah. I see it even in the workforce. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, I'll right. say it at the work first for the leaders on down. It's the same way. Oh, yeah, like uh, how you can, you know, get tons of, like, customer praises and, you know, free gift card and everything for being awesome, but you get one person who gets pissed at you for something stupid, bam, it's a write-up. Yeah. I know how that is. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and sometimes the customer's in the role. Oh, oh yeah. a lot of times they are. Yeah. I had one get uh, what's it? You he got they got pissed at because I couldn't find low salt pepperoni. It was either me or you. I can't remember. That was a long time ago. I know whatever. I remember. I remember low I know, salt. Wait, pepperoni. you know what? Yeah, I think it was one. me because they wouldn't complain and said I had a shitty attitude or something I, like because that. Because I think you, I walked up as she was getting mad and walking off, and you looked at me and said something about low salt pepperoni, and I busted out fucking laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is there such a thing? It's like low-salt low bacon. Yeah. As far as I, well, there is lower-sodium bacon. That actually yeah, there does is. exist. There is. I used to stock it in the meat department. But, um, that's the another biggest, one of my favorites was... Uh, <laughs> or it's just thinner cut yeah. with the same serving size. Actually, I think it is actually thinner cut but with the same serving size. Like, There's no real difference. So if you're eating the same like number of ounces <laughs> yeah. of it, no, I swear to God, I think that's true. That's um, probably true, though. I believe you. Uh, anyway, real quick, I wanted to bring up that Amorosa thing. Have you guys yeah, heard about yeah. that? Yeah, that's what I was going to go to anyway. I wonder what she has. Herpes? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to say that. It just came to mind. You know, I, I'm kind of... You know, here's one of my things. And here again, this has nothing to do with with Trump, you know, positive or negative. But I really don't like people that have have been in the inner circle of somebody. And then the first chance they get when they're outside of that circle, they betray them. Right. I, I don't. I don't like it when it happens to Obama. I don't like it ha- when mm-hmm. it happens to Hillary Clinton, and I don't like it when it happens to to, to, to Trump. You know, he uh, obviously did a lot for that woman in terms of her fame and everything else. And you know, the first time something doesn't go her way, she's she stabbing him in the back. Yeah, that's, that was that was my viewpoint. Was you know, one minute she was like backing him all to hell, and now all of a sudden, yeah. this shit. Well, yeah. she got fired for something, as I recall. And, I, and yeah, and I understand that was quite the fiasco. They they practically had to haul her out of there. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about literally, but I mean, from what I understand, it was a pretty bad scene. Wow. And I, I mean, we don't quote unquote know what happened, but that's the rumor. I tell you what, man, I'm not about to say. I don't mean to be. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy nut of what I'm about to tell you. You're about to tell us something that's uh, really conspiracy nutty? It, no, I, it kind of can be, <laughs> but, I, but I think it's just a matter of facts and a matter of the way life works. When you're that high up and you got that many people at your fingertips, I ain't trying to be real weird here, but she needs to be careful what she does because there have been people who have been known to disappear. Oh, yeah. I'm not, being, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I ain't saying it ain't going to happen either. Yeah. And that's not saying nothing crazy. That's just being honest. I've always, I mean, I'm, said, I've always said if I was a multimillionaire and somebody came to me about fucking black, blackmailing me, I'd just fuck call a hitman. Yeah, well, that's when somebody <laughs> ends up committing. That's when somebody ends up committing suicide on a park bench in a park somewhere. Yeah, with right. Four bullets in the back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's, he's, he's speaking of uh, of of conspiracies. I I got to ask Jack about something. Have you heard about this QAnon? 
yeah, it's one of the most stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> How we fucking about gullible are these people, man? Oh, like, I don't know. oh my god. Did you see that uh, video? It was at one of Trump's rallies, I think, um, maybe Pennsylvania, I'm not sure, but they had okay. a whole bunch of the QAnon people who had, like, the signs and had the shirts, and, and, and they interviewed them, asking them about, like, Q. Oh my god, that was one of the worst word salads I've ever seen in my life. If you haven't seen this, <laughs> dude, I'll look it up and I'll send it to you, because it's so beyond insane. I actually thought I was having some kind of acid flashback while I was watching it. Like, none of it made any sense. Um, and it's, the Q thing is, he like posts these like little cryptic, like, I call them like, like half-brained poems. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like left to interpret stuff like this. I mean, it's like looking at a Japanese haiku and trying to like, you know, like, tie it to like dude missiles or something, man. Is this yeah. like modern day Nostradamus? You know, I think you could kind of point it in that direction because it's not so much a prophecy per se as it's yeah, something he, like going on like a, in this quote unquote deep state. Yeah, oh, and, and okay. it, it, it's almost more like a messiah complex because he's supposed to be the savior. He, he is supposed to be the 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 Q is supposed to be the 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 the. the uh, the the guy that's going to protect us from all these things that are happening in the deep state and all these crazy elitists that are trying to change and destroy our American society. He hasn't, yeah. he hasn't showed himself, oh, has he? No. Well, the theory is that it's not just one person because the way oh, you, know, okay. you know how uh, 4chan and Anonymous work, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, it's it's a message board inside of 4 and 8chan. There's like two different ones. And uh, so you don't get the official username Q, when you post in 4chan or 8chan, all that comes up is a number. Okay. So you don't get anything you register under, um, you're just you're just a random number. Well, what these Q posts look like is it's just uh, somebody claiming to be Q and then posting, you know, whatever oh, weird poem. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Or whatever. So there's no actual figure behind this. So the what it is, is uh, a lot of people are speculating that it's some kind of like, um, some kind of elaborate troll in a way, so like these people are basically just like one or two or five or ten people on anonymous are just posting the stuff to fuck with gullible people. Oh, okay. Um, so that's one theory behind it. Another theory is that it is actually an insider somewhere in the government, but it's yeah, not that's really the one I've heard. Where that has that has very extensive knowledge of what's going on. That's what I've heard. Yeah, um, and the thing is, like a lot of the stuff that he posts is just so cryptic that I mean, it, it's kind of like a Nostradamus post. Um, type deal whereas you could interpret it uh, as to him predicting something after it happened yeah it's ambiguous yeah like you can twist it around yeah um but um yeah i, I think it's one of the dumbest things to come out of the past couple years if you ask me um oh, yeah, it's off the charts crazy Whatever well, it, is it is off the charts yeah. crazy it's, it's like alex jones level crazy you know <laughs> i'm surprised he's not talking about it or maybe he is i don't know he, no, he ain't platform. talking at all he ain't got no platform but he can't use Facebook, yeah, they, youtube or no shit the FCC just took down his pirate radio yeah. station. Yeah. Oh, did they took the whole thing down? Yeah, yeah they really. took that down, and I guess his Infowars website is like just about a hair away from getting booted from their yeah. servers. Yeah, they ain't so gonna use he's that. Not, they ain't gonna use that fucker for a mouthpiece. <laughs> he's not allowed. He's not allowed on Facebook. He's not allowed on YouTube. He's not allowed on uh, SoundCloud. Um, I think Twitter just booted him. Yeah. And um, they they were the, they held out for quite a while. Twitter did. Well, you know what happened? I, like, this is my theory. I mean, Twitter held out for a while because he was still gaining them views, but then when it started, um, people started turning on him. Um, my theory is that he's got seven or eight defamation lawsuits getting crammed right up his ass right now. And I feel like a lot of these companies thought that they were giving him a platform after all this defamation stocking and all that ha you know goes down, right. that they might actually be legally liable for giving him a platform to give his followers a way to stock these Sandy Hook parents and all that in the first place. So I think that's why they all, at the same time, booted him. Um, because, I mean, he obviously, he was probably a moneymaker for them, because of all the views. Oh, I'm sure. Had. Yeah, it was a million-dollar million enterprise. It really was. But the uh, thing is, he could have turned into a huge either ec or, um, fiscal liability or a uh, PR nightmare for them once he eventually loses these suits. So supposedly, and this isn't, like, precedent in, like, court, you know, in media law yet, but um, it could be said that they could... Um, they could turn around and then sue these companies. Right. 
so I think that's why they all did it at once was um, just fear of you know kind of the unknown. I mean, right. he's also become such an unpopular figure that them hosting him is kind of turning people against them in the first place. Right, right, right. So it, their banning of him, by the way, got so um, got so like YouTube's ban of him got so intense that uh, H3H3 Productions was doing a podcast where they're talking about him getting banned, and they played a clip of him saying something and got their spread or their um their live stream got shut down immediately. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was allowed back up, and YouTube took the strike off. But I mean, that was like how how serious they were about banning him. Was they even took down people talking about him? Yeah, he said something about uh, get your weapons ready. Talking about getting ready for going after the media is what he said. Really? Yeah, um. nothing bad happens. Given how crazy a lot of his um his supporters are. In fact, one family from Sandy Hook whose kid was killed. Uh, was harassed so badly by his followers that they've had to move seven times. Jesus. That's that's just really just, you know, horrible. See, that's the thing. I'm all about free speech, and I feel like you can that's you not know, free speech. spew out that's, at whatever. That's, uh-uh. Well, I'm saying, I think you should be able to spew out whatever dumbass opinion you have. I don't care if you're the KKK or Antifa or, you know, anyone. Oh, I in agree. The spectrum. But the second, but, like, seriously, fuck him. The second that you're, like, getting, or, like, inciting people to go and harass like people who just lost their kid absolutely that's where i draw the line on it that's where there's harm coming out of it because we can all point at the crazy guy on the on the corner of the street with the end is near sign and you know point and laugh at him but he's not he's not inciting violence he's not encouraging exactly. others to yeah right. so i don't know that's just kind of my take on the whole thing yeah in a lot yeah. of ways it's like yelling uh, fire out at theater right well, that's about all we got time for, fellas. I got to get up early in the morning. I got to go do the work thing, be there at 6. That's gotcha. cool, man. I'm sorry. Hey, it's good talking to you, Billy. And, uh, likewise. Great oh, time. yeah, man. It was a good show, man. It was a good show. But, uh, yeah, yeah no, maybe I can come on again maybe yeah. the next couple or something. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I'm well, not going to come on every week. It's kind of your guys' show. But, uh, you know, if you ever want just, me on again, just shoot me a text. Oh, yeah, man. Anytime, dude. Anytime. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Y'all got anything? I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to the uh, Cleveland Aquarium tomorrow with Quinn, seeing my mom and sister. My sister's in town from Boston. I guess she had some kind of meeting she had to deal with in Erie or something, so that'll be good uh, to see okay. them. And then yeah. Saturday is D&D night, so <laughs> oh, good okay. time. Cool, cool. I'm a huge D&D nerd. Well, yeah, nothing wrong yeah. with it. Right? Uh, well, you guys have a good weekend, all right? Thank all right. you. We'll be, back. we'll be back here Monday night at 11 o'clock. Until then, y'all have a good weekend. Yeah, you too, buddy. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowner's insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you have a cute little reading nook for those rainy days when you want to curl up with a good book, but you don't even read, so you just sit in there during thunderstorms and scroll through memes on your phone and laugh in the darkness. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the dark, meme-filled corner you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. Introducing my new $4.99 Spicy Chicken Strips Combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it! Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries.